Before we begin, I just want to thank all of you for the support as well as the great discussions that you brought to yesterday's video. And as I said yesterday, if you would like to give your support, time, effort, or donations to a group, I implore you to do so if you are able. Depending on the video, I usually make anywhere between $65 and $150 on a video like this. So with that being said, I have made a $150 donation to the NAACP LFD. I have contributed to their scholarship program, which will give underserved and underrepresented members of our community access to education, which I obviously as a teacher think that's super important. And if this video does surpass the $150 in the ad revenue, then I will happily be making up the difference from my own personal account. And I also want to thank you for allowing me to express my opinions on this platform. Um, it is greatly appreciated. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Today we're going to take a look at the NFC North, and maybe the Lions will be good this <laughs> They won't. Grassy. And yes, as I just said as my middle name, today we're going to be taking a look at the NFC North and trying to make some way too early predictions for the 2020 NFL season. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons over at patreon.com slash Tom Grassy Comedy. We got Nikolai Go Pack Go. We got Hutton Gildors. We have Mr. Merriman and we have Jared Daniels. Also a big shout out to some brand new YouTube members, Zachary Ludke, CT, Michael Cook, Krista Bartz, and Flick. Dixon Gasfield Elober Bremen. Yeah, I probably butchered that and I apologize, but thank you all for your support. So I know it's super early and I'll probably wind up doing another one of these in August, but I wanted to take a look at where these teams are right now and where I predict they're going to end the 2020 season. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at each of the four teams, do a little like recap of what they did during the offseason and see where their hot, toughest games are going to be and what their record most likely could be this year. So let's start off with the Detroit Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions coming up with Maddie Patricia once again as he's just driving out on that golf cart and he's like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Do you hate me yet? And lots of Lions fans say yes, but they had a pretty good draft, obviously getting Okuda. They also got DeAndre Swift, who I, I applaud that move. They have failed to support the running game and have a great running back since... When did Barry Sanders play? And they already have some decently talented runners on the team, and so I think the addition of DeAndre Swift is just going to allow them to utilize more packages and more looks, making them a more balanced offense and not just making Matthew Stafford go back there and go, hey, Matt! Just, just heave the ball as far as you can. Yeah, you got it. No, we're not going to help you, though. Coming into this year, obviously, they lost Darius Slay. They got, lost Snacks Harrison. But with the replacement of Okuda, I think they'll be okay. That line did not perform as well as I thought it would have last year. And this team, again, and the Lions, I feel like we say almost the same talking points every single year. They have talented football players. I think Matthew Stafford is the second best quarterback in the NFC North. Yeah, I said it. And number one is not Kirk Cousins. The guy has a great arm. He's tough as all hell. But the big question always is, is can they put it together? 
Matt Patricia, you know, with the first year, it kind of just looked like they were like, yeah, let's just be the Patriots. Let's force Matthew Stafford to just make these like short little medium throws and that's it. And more like a Tom Brady SQB, which Matthew Stafford is not. It seemed like they were forming their own identity a little bit last year as they got off to a good start. And then it kind of just all fell apart and obviously injuries played a part of that as well. So if the Lions do actually put it together this year, I think that they have a chance to finish as high as number two in the division. I know that sounds crazy, but they have a pretty decent schedule. And on top of that, like I've said, they have a good football team. Now, is it going to be more of like what Darius Slate was saying as he was leaving, saying like the locker room is a mess, they don't get along with Matt Patricia, and is this just going to be another waste of Matthew Stafford? I know many Lions fans who are willing to and wanting to move on from Matthew Stafford, but Stafford ain't the problem, people. He is definitely not the problem. And so, with that being said, let's take a look at some of their most difficult games this year. So, looking outside of the division, their toughest games are going to be against the Saints, the Titans, and the Buccaneers. They're playing some other decent teams, but I think that all those games are are winnable. Those three are most likely going to be the most difficult for the Lions. So let's just count those as three losses right there. On top of that, they obviously have a pretty strong division that they have to contend with. You have the Green Bay Packers, so let's just say they split with them. You have the Minnesota Vikings, which they'll split with them most likely. And then you have the Chicago Bears, which honestly could go either way. They could split with them. So I think that this team's ceiling is about a 10-6, and six, and at worst, they're going 7-9. and nine. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of wiggle room for them to do well. I would probably cut the difference and look for this team to go 8-8 eight and eight and, or 9-7 and seven because I can see them getting swept by the Packers or by the Vikings. I don't see them getting swept by the Bears, but I could be wrong. But for me, the Lions definitely have the most potential to go from worst to at least close to first. Then you got the Chicago Bears. I put out a video last Friday detailing the saga between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. And all signs are important that they're just going to get Mitch right on out of there. However, I don't know if Nick Foles is going to be better or a long-term solution. As Nick Foles has not played a single full season since he's been in the league. And obviously there's injury risks as well. But the other questions are, are they going to run with David Montgomery? What are they going to do about the offensive line? Is Matt Nagy going to call better plays? Are they just going to use all tight ends and go, you know what? We don't even need any other positions on offense. That'd be pretty great. Now, the Bears' defense is still most likely going to be top 10 in just about every single category. They still have phenomenal personnel. Getting Robert Quinn should be an addition for them. So I think the Bears obviously will still be kept in games because their defense is going to keep them there. It honestly all depends on what they do on the other side of the ball. And so looking ahead at their schedule, they got the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Titans. Three losses that I can see exactly who the Lions are going to lose to. Then they got the Vikings, and then they got the Packers. So I think their ceiling is going to be about 11-5, and five, right? And that's if they split with the Vikings, the Packers, and they sweep the Lions. So if that happened, then they would go 8-8 eight and eight as well. So that's why I'm saying they actually might be fighting with the Lions for the last spot here. And depending on how the Lions and Bears match up, you could see the Lions pull ahead. I think with the Bears right now, it seems that a... It's, things are not going well in Chicago. Ryan Pace kind of has egg on his face from the drafting of Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy is just like, okay, yeah, Nick Foles, let's, let's bring him in and let's hope that's going to go well and give him $21 million guaranteed. So are they going to be able to put it all back together and go to where they were two years ago? Or are they just going to continue to collapse? Then you got the purple incarnations of Satan. You got the Minnesota Vikings. Now they had a... They had a really good draft. I'm not jealous. 
I am. But they lost, obviously, Stephon Diggs. They lost a few people on that defense, even though, you know, Rhodes, they're not going to complain too much about that. But they replaced it with Justin Jefferson, obviously. They added Jeff Gladney back in the secondary. I think it's going to depend on how those first-round draft picks step up early. Obviously, the Vikings, I think, are going to be in contention because they're another one who has a good defense. But let's see how they can do with injuries. Is Justin Jefferson going to be able to perform immediately, or are they really just going to be focusing on Adam Thielen? Are they just going to be running the ball with Dalvin Cook a lot? But what do you do against the teams that are actually decently good at stopping the run? Not the Packers. Let's ignore that. And they also don't have the easiest schedule. So taking a look at some games I think they could lose, obviously you have the Packers, you have the Titans, you have the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and the Saints. So if they just lose those games, those are six games down the drain already. They're at 10 and six, whereas where I, which is where I kind of see their ceiling being. On top of that, they could get swept by the Packers. They could lose one to the Bears and they could lose one to the Lions. So I think that this team could regress this year. But if I was a betting man, I would put them probably around a 10 and 6, 9 and 7 record. I think the Vikings are still going to be pretty good. I think they'll be better next year. But I think a lot of that is also going to fall on Kirk Cousins. Is he going to be able to perform when he's facing teams that are good at stopping the run? He's shown flashes before, as long as it's not on a Monday night. And are they actually going to be able to beat the Seahawks in Seattle? Probably not. But I'll be rooting for both those teams to lose that week. And then finally, you got the Green Bay Packers. No bias here. And for Packers fans, I know who are very upset with the draft. I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. One is that this team really hasn't regressed by losing a ton of players. We obviously lost Blake Martinez, replacing with Christian Kirksey, and obviously drafting Kamal Martin, I think is going to be a slight upgrade to that position. Obviously, where we lost some talent was at right tackle, and you're getting Ricky Wagner in there instead of Brian Bulaga, but I think they'll be able to deal with it. Jordan Love, not going to probably see a whole lot of them, but A.J. Dillon in the later half of the year in Lambeau, oh boy, it's going to be great watching that big man run with Aaron Jones. So I think that running game is going to be a tour de force. On top of that, are the wide receivers going to step up? Look at it this way. If not a single one steps up, and it's just like it is last year, we still went to the NFC Championship game. That was pretty good. Now, the Packers obviously have a harder schedule this year, and taking a look at where I think they're going to have the most problems, they'll probably split with the Vikings, the Saints, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, and the Titans. On top of that, it's pretty decent smooth sailing from there. They may have some troubles with the Eagles, or they could split with the Lions, or split with the Bears. So, worst-case scenario, I see them going 8-8, eight and eight, but realistically, I think they're, like I said before, around 11-5 and five record. Because you have Matt LaFleur coming into his second year, more able to establish that offense, get that tempo going, and I hopefully you'll have an Aaron Rodgers who's so pissed off at everything, he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to win us the Super Bowl. I'm going to do it. Watch me. And I will. So here's where I see the rankings, the three and four spot. I see both teams finishing at eight and eight, and then it's just going to depend on how they play each other. I see both the Bears and the Lions getting an 8-8 eight and eight record. Again, the Lions, for me, have the most potential to jump up from there. The Bears, I got, there, there's part of me that, like, is like, okay, if Nick Foles comes in, they're going to be really good, or at least you're going to have an adequate QB back there. But you guys really didn't fix your offensive line, so I'm not like, oh, yeah, they're going to be so good. But then again, if you're able to, 
establish that power running game, then they will be much better than eight and eight. I see the Vikings finishing at 10 and six, and then I see the Green Bay Packers finishing at 11 and five. Now, obviously these are way too early predictions. And if you're like, oh, he's so biased. Listen, last year I said the Bears were going to win the division. All right. All right, so you can take that to the bank. So again, I'll probably do a recap of this in August when everything is all said and done. The rosters are finalized. But for now, those are my way-too-early predictions for the NFC North. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the YouTube members and Patreon members or at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. We will be doing our Patreon and YouTube members exclusive live stream tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. We will obviously be doing our open-to-everybody live stream on Friday. I hope you are all doing well and thank you so much for watching i'm tom grassi and as always go pack go